Hey guys, this is Friends Next Door, a podcast created by three very excellent friends who love to chat, give advice to each other, and generally just enjoy the company of one another. Here are your hosts, Mia, Dan, and Thomas. You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay, three, two, one. Door. 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 No, no, no. Three, two, one. Door. Door. What's up, everybody? You're still listening to Friends Next Door. This is Mia. This is Dan. This is Thomas. Today, we have a new segment. This is actually a segment that we've been talking forever, which is called Asking for a Friend. Um, and we actually got some questions. Uh, so we're going to do our first section today. We have actually three questions. This is uh, sent in by our friend Joseph. Can I just say I'm so excited. I never, <laughs> I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Actually, you can say I've been waiting for this day for over a year. And yeah, no, I know. We know. And then these questions are of your favorite topic, Dr. Like, Love. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. Did one of you guys pretend to be this guy because like he not only did this guy joseph send in questions that i'm super excited to answer so i'm like and it couldn't have come at a better time when we started the podcast and when i say for a year because the three of us were actually recording videos last year and then we and then we decided if you guys listen to our first episode to not do videos and to do a podcast instead so like i've literally been waiting for our first asking for a friend segment and we finally got it Woo-woo. Made it. <laughs> so, thanks, okay, Joseph. So, thanks, Joseph, for sending your questions. We each are going to take turns reading a question. I'm going to start us off. Okay. Uh, ready? Let's do right. this. Super ready. Okay. So the first question is, is it ex ever acceptable for a girl to ask a guy out on the first date? In my work and travels, a young man pointed me to a female professor in Boston who Boston. actually in Boston, who actually teaches it, what? Oh, who actually teaches that it, at times it is needed for women to ask men out on the first date because quote unquote boys these days lack so many social and communication skills. And the teacher actually gives extra credit to those who do this. And not only that, Asian men supposedly tend to be shy and timid and that doesn't seem to cut it in the Western world. Is this ever allowed? Chivalry and true manliness seem to be dead. Aw. Wow. There's a lot to unpack. It is. Definitely. Uh, I would say, Miam, you're the only girl between the three of us right now. <laughs> I guess this I'll question put you on the is spot. for me. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we kind of alluded to this in our other recording and our other episode about, what is it, dating rules Yeah, of rules engagement. of engagement. Mm -hmm. Dating. Um, I have nothing against those who have the guts to ask men out. Um, I probably wouldn't be able to do it, but hey, if you can do it, go for it and more power to you. So that's my answer to this long question. We can elaborate on that, but what do you guys think? Like if a, if a girl asks you out, what do you, like, does that change anything for you guys? What's your take? Thomas? Well, I don't think I, I don't think that would change anything, but I would be very surprised. 
would you be like elated? Would you be like, hey, yeah, uh, okay, less work I got to do right now. <laughs> what if it's somebody that you just never really thought of as a you know potential date? Yeah, I think that would be extra surprising. Like, I mean, first of all, I'd be super flattered if a girl's like, "Hi, uh, would you like to go out with me?" I'd be like, "Wow!" Like the first thing I would say is like, first of all, like I'm super flattered. I think it takes a lot of guts for anybody to ask anybody out, especially for a girl to ask a guy out because the social norm is that guys, do, you know, ask girls out. And I think this guy, Joseph, I mean, he, he, he says a lot of things here. I think one of the things is like during these times, I think what he's alluding to is like a lot of guys are, are not showing sort of um, masculinity in that they're, they tend to be shy and timid. And he says that um, a lot of Asian men do, which is kind of the stigma, but I, I feel like there's, there's that, in every single race and ethnicity, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's more an example of the times where guys just, they're not being taught how to sort of be manly. And I think that's absolutely true. Well, first of all, you know, just look at who our role models are, right? Like our, our parents grew up in the, a lot of, well, I'm not saying my parents, but like, if you're a millennial younger, I'm 36, almost 37. If you're 20 or that's Gen Z, or if you're a millennial, you're like 25, you know, like you grew up in a completely different time. And, you know, like I always was taught like, hey, if you if you like a girl, you go and you ask, you know, you're like, hey, I'm interested in you. Would you like to, you know, go out with me? And I would say even in ancient China, even like Chinese, like I'm sure in ancient China, Asian men were not timid and shy. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I think like it's a reflection of these times now that I totally agree with Joseph, like chivalry and true man manliness does seem to be dead. Uh, we have no one to blame besides ourselves because one, we're not teaching younger generations to, you know, be chivalrous. And also the way that dating is set up now with apps, like oh, yeah. literally from your phone, it's completely destroyed that chivalry and that sort of like, you know, the need for the guy to, you know, take the first step. I mean, to me, that kind of completely just dilutes the whole experience, right? Because like I said last time, with dating apps, it just feels like you can go to a store, pick your girl, pick your guy, and then just like swipe whatever. And then that sends that signal to the other person that you are interested. And so yeah. that just eliminates the whole needs of like, hey, would you like to go out with me kind of thing? That's um, a great point. That's a great point because like, yeah, like if some if you already know that that person's interested, you know, it's like it kind of eliminates that mystery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So online, effect, online yeah. dating has completely changed the nature uh, of how dating operates. Right now, it's become depending on depending on where you are located, it's become a numbers game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I know even like well, first of all, to answer Joseph straight up, I think it's a hundred percent acceptable for a woman to ask a man out. I don't, I think that nowadays, it, like, forget that, you know, guys are, they, they lack these interpersonal skills. Um, you know, w women, I guess does too. But I think now that, you know, women, uh, they're emotionally, they always develop more fast, quicker than men. So they're a lot more mature at a, at a younger age. So I think for women, they're like, you know what, if I want, if I want to date this guy, I'm just going to ask him out, you know? And, and they do like, uh, you know, before the apps, before like all these apps, you, you had online dating, which is like Cupid. Okay. You know, like, which is uh 
match.com, right? Where you actually have to put out a profile. So a lot of my friends met their wives, you know, on these platforms. And it's funny because a lot of them say that actually so-and-so wrote to me first mm. on that and was like, Hey, would you, and you know, like they were very forward, like women were very forward on those, on those uh, platforms. Cause they, those weren't, there was no swiping. You know, you still had to like get on, turn your computer on, open up a message, mm-hmm. you know, formulate a message. So yeah, I think it's definitely acceptable for, for girls to ask guys out. But I mean, also the stakes are not that high in that situation, right? I mean, like in that situation, the stakes are not that high because you could be sending the same message to multiple people. And then if one says no, like, so be it. And then you just move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, and oh, whereas exactly. if you have to ask a person out, you know, face to face or like directly to them, that's a whole nother experience. Oh, and that's, then something that's that I can never do. Yeah, that's but, terrifying. But more power to whoever feels like if if a lady feels like asking a guy out, you know, more power to you, right? Yeah, I wouldn't take uh, I wouldn't make a sweeping comment, whether it's okay or not for all women to ask men out like that's that's up to the individual, in my opinion. Um, but also like, the guts and the effort that it takes for somebody to ask another person out. That's like commendable. (laughs) Sometimes guys, I mean, you hear sometimes guys now even are like, are kind of wish that the girl that's like a cop out, you know, cause it's like, Oh, they wish that they, the girls made the first move cause they, they just don't want to get rejected. So obviously if the girl made the first move, you know, you, you know, you're not going to get rejected, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be the rejector. Thomas, has a girl ever asked you out before? No, that's that's pretty easy really? to say. So, so do you Never. wish this happened to you? Um, I, well, I don't. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, does does it count if somebody leaves you a phone number? I also. Ooh, ooh, hey. Does that count? I think that counts, right? I think that counts. That's a good move. Yeah. I've actually, had, I've had girls leave me their phone numbers at at work, at where I used to work. Wow. Huh. Way before I met you, disclaimer, way <laughs> before. Like, I haven't had that happen out. in like, I don't know, 10 years, but where, where I used to work at a restaurant and they didn't know that I had a girlfriend at the time. So, you know, I, I did not, I was just really nice. I wasn't like flirting with them or giving them an indication. And then like, sometimes I'll look down at the receipt and I'll be like, hi, you were super nice. Um, give me a call sometime number. And I'm like, I, I got to check this in the, in the wastebasket because- I have a girlfriend, but it was a nice feeling, you know? So I think for me, it's like very flattering if somebody's like, Hey, I think, you know, it's just like, it's flattering because, okay. I want to like, it's not because like I've, I'm flattered that somebody will ask me out. I I commend like what you were saying. Yeah. I commend that person Mm -hmm. for taking that courage. So I'm like, that's awesome that you're you're courageous enough to ask a dude out. Oh, actually my first thought would be my first thought would be, wow, someone is interested in me. And then, okay, okay. So that's your first thought. What about your second thought? What comes after that? Um, my second thought is I would be very, well, I don't, first of all, it's never happened. So I, I don't have a second thought right now. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, we're trying like, to imagine a situation here. Yeah. I know. Like, would you say yes? Like for a guy. Um, would you feel like you had to say yes because yeah. it was a girl? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I almost feel like, yeah, I think I would, I almost feel like I would have to say yes. And Yo, then, let me, and Thomas, then gently Thomas, let them down. 
I'm going to, oh yeah, gently. No. Oh, you mean like you would still say yes to the date and then yeah. let them down. I listen, bro, you don't have to. Cause girls don't want to be pity dated. Am I right? Ladies <laughs> out there. Yeah. If 1, you're not, I think, dude, I, th I think same rules apply. Right. And this could be piggybacking on our rules of engagement. If you, I don't think you have to say yes. Cause they're a girl. Cause I don't think they would want to be, you know, like pity dated. You know what I'm saying? But I would say if you're not sure, you could say yes. Yeah. Right. I, if you're like, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a pity okay. date. It'd be more yeah. of uncertain. Yeah. This goes back to my rule of engagement. Okay. In a way, because remember I was telling you guys, like if I'm not interested or if I'm not attracted to this guy, like I wouldn't go on a date with this person. Right. Um, but then you're saying like, if you're not sure, why don't you just give it a shot? And so I came short of giving myself advice of like, I should be more open, but then mm. Thomas, you should be more open. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I'm, I'm also extremely oblivious to to this kind of thing like it has to be a, so a couple of years ago i went on a uh, a road trip and then apparently my friend's cousin was flirting with me and i had no idea mm, but she didn't ask you out though no she no. was probably waiting for you to ask her out right i, I was so oblivious i had no idea what was happening until like i only found out on the on the on the road back mm, mm. <laughs> oh dude that that that's a whole nother topic for another time so all right, should we jump on to the second one? That was All great. Right. All right, I got this. All right, second question. It, in my work, I was told us millennials have fear of commitment issues, and many in our generation tend to wait until we are really old to get married, uh, parentheses, approaching 40 plus. Or we tend to jump from job to job and relationship to relationship without any sense of stability. Do you agree with this? If this is really true, why are we millennials like this, and how do we fix it? Another great question, <laughs> Joseph. Two for two. A lot to unpack. Like more. Okay. Like in this question, it's like okay. So millennials, he's saying, ha has a problem of commitment, not just personally, but with their work. Do you guys agree with that? First of all, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I I agree as well. I totally I, agree. I definitely agree with this in both cases, both in relationships and work. Okay, um, totally agree. Yes. I'm not a I'm not an example of that because I'm in a long-term relationship, but you're yes, I agree with that because my friends are not. I can attest to the fact that Thomas jumps from like one job to another one Wait, to two years. But hold on a sec. But he let me ask you a question though. But it's still the same industry, right? Is that okay? It does it is it okay that it's the same industry? Thomas. I'm I know. I think, I think, I mean, the question is just job to job, right? It's not whether you're jumping industry, jumping industry <laughs> would be like changing careers, right? But that you're jumping much... from one industry to another. Your, your role is, is similar. Yeah. But I mean, you have I that would, luxury of like, yeah, I, I would still say this is, this is commitment shy just from jumping to jumping job to job. I'll, I'll um, admit to that. Also, I think, okay. To, to, in, in our defense, <laughs> I, I don't think it's so much lack of commitment or commitment mm -hmm. shy or however mm -hmm. you want to put it, but it's also um, there's this understanding that you can advance faster in your career if you, you know, um, jump from one job to another. It's like the, the fastest way to 
climb up the ladder of a company is if you switch companies. That's in my opinion. Oh, and also the fastest way to get a pay raise is to jump yeah. companies. Right. So I think yeah. you guys both answer the question why a lot of millennials do that because I think that's absolutely true. So I'm going to ask you guys, do you think that there's something wrong with that or no? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, that's how I think anyway, as long as, uh, well, I get, okay. For me, the way I make that decision is, you know, if I look at my current job and be like, do I still have the potential to grow in this job? If the answer is no, then by all means you have, you know, you can, you can jump to another opportunity and why not? Right. In that right. situation. So that's so how I, I approach it. So what you just said, I also think that that translates to why millennials jump from relationship to relationship because they feel like <laughs> they feel like, well, I've gotten the most out of this. I think I want something better. You think? Yeah, I think it's the same. And and look, I'm not going to say don't do that because you guys are obviously my friends. And but I know that. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think everybody is different. I feel like and Thomas, chime in anytime. I feel like if you're at a job where you feel stuck and you're like, and also, of course, like we live in New York, so we need to make money. Like this is not any mystery, right? Like there's no amount of money in New York that's not enough. And I've seen it all, right? I've seen the person that, you know, has a job for a couple of years, moves up, moves up, moves up, and they land a really good job. And then I've seen people who have had the same job, the same company for eight plus years, and they only had two roles. You know, and so mm -hmm. it's like, oh, is that better? Well, obviously, I think it's great to be in one company, but not everybody is afforded that opportunity also, right? I think it's an opportunity thing. Like I've been if you're, both, actually. You know? Yeah, no, I've been both. But then also, um, the third reason would probably be something like, you know, for a hiring manager, if this person sees that you've been in the same job forever, then, you know, there is reasons for like, to doubt this other person and be like, are you you know, are you trying to grow or improve yourself as a person? Are you trying to grow as a person? Why are you in this job so, for, for a long time? Like, are you just, right. uh, you know, are you just like, what are you, are you just floating by? Are you just, you know, coasting? So what um, if that person was like, you know what? And they told the hiring manager, I love this job. I love this company. Uh, or not like, they're like, you know, I really, I was very comfortable and I worked hard and I, I didn't, you know, I, I let fate decide, you know, I worked hard. I wasn't trying to jump ahead and I enjoy what I do and the relationships that I make. Like, would you look on that person and be like, oh, you're not ambitious. So we're not going to hire you. Or would you yeah, be like, wow, I, this person's like loyal. Yeah, that's actually okay. Uh, I, so the nature, the nature of work has changed a lot where, whereas before, let's say like even 30 years ago, loyalty, like quote unquote loyalty was much more valued. Right. Mm. Uh, and this is something that I heard from my professors when I was in college, where you had you had lifers at, let's say, an IBM or a Microsoft and where you basically dedicate your whole career there. And for and then they would also take care of you right through whatever pension or retirement plan that they would have as well. And so the nature of that has changed where um, it's it's not very economical to do that for a company for better or worse. Right. And so the reaction you see from the employees is that like they also so it's like if companies don't offer that kind of loyalty or reason to be quote-unquote loyal employees aren't going to give that right and so to your question about uh where you just want to remain loyal or or like 
if it was a question of admission, yeah. So the conventional wisdom is that if, if a hiring manager sees that you've been stuck at a, like the same role or same position for like, uh, let's say like three to five years or something, three plus years or something like that, that that's like the conventional wisdom is like, that is a, that's a red flag that that person is stuck at the role, unable, unable to leave or unable to grow for whatever reason. And that, that's just conventional wisdom. You can like, for better or worse, there's, you know, you can argue with that, but apparently, uh, unfortunately, that's how it is. And so, and I think that's one of the reasons why folks keep jumping around. And another one is, especially with our generation, like we're the generation that really grew up with uh, the internet, uh, social media, blogging, whatever, right? And you get to, you get to see what everyone else is experiencing. Whereas before you're just like, oh, you know, my job is terrible, but it is what it is. Now you can see what other people, it's like, you can see how quote unquote happy other people are at their job. Like whatever they're tweeting, whatever they're posting, photos that they're posting of how much they're enjoying their job. So like now it's, the job has become a search for happiness rather than just, um, just for sustenance, right? And so that's yeah. really changed the nature of things. And then keep like also to keep in mind that what we millennials grew up like this is what we grew up in right so i i mean to answer joseph me personally i feel like it is true and all those reasons that you and mia both said like whether it's to like you know try to get a better job or you want to search for happiness i feel like that's why millennials are jumping job to job because they think that it they equate that with happiness right and I, and, I, and to me it's like so he asks, uh, how do you fix it? So first, if you don't think anything's wrong, there's nothing to fix. Okay. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not here to tell somebody that that's wrong. So if somebody's like, I want to jump from jump to job until I find my dream job. And, uh, until I find, you know, happiness there, it's like a relationship, right? I'm going to date a person to person until I find the one mm -hmm. then dude, all the power to you. But then if somebody's like, well, I don't want to do that. How do I not do that? How do I find happiness? in what I'm doing now. So then that's my response would be like, yeah, like you kind of have to not be caught up with other people's happiness and the fact that they're showing that they're so happy at their job. It's like, are you happy? You know, like, why are you at this job? What do, what do you need to be happy? And then just tackle it like that instead of what other people are doing. Yeah. And then the other, I mean, in addition to that is like relationships, right? And that's where it's really, uh, really apparent in terms of uh, like happiness where, where it's just like, whereas before folks are like, Oh, you know, there are some things that are not perfect about this relationship, but I'll make this work. And now right. it's just like, F this, I got an app. Yep. I can find someone yeah. else. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I mean, I've, I've said to my friends, I mean like my generation, um, we're kind of like stuck in the middle of like the, our, our millennials and gen X. Cause I was born, you know, close to 1980 so we're, we grew up in, in between. So I've seen people like, I have friends that jump from relationship to relationship. I've them, I have friends that are been married with kids and I have ones that are in long-term relationships and they're kind of, they're the ones in limbo where I'm like, listen, you're, you know, like, because they talk to me about their problems and it's so easy now to be like, yeah, I don't have to deal with this. Just like, like calling it quits. Yeah. And also you have there, you have other friends who are not married. They're the ones also that sometimes are like, no, you, you got to be happy. It's a hundred percent true. You should be happy. You should not be in a relationship you're not happy with, but you need to define what happiness is. And you need to define like, 
what sacrifice is because mm. I think there's no values anymore. So like what I was saying before, right? Like loyalty is a value to me. So loyalty in a relationship, loyalty in a job. So I value my own decisions and I'm not, and I'm not saying you guys don't, I'm just saying like, um, if, if a, I can't decide if a, if a girl is loyal to me or if a job is loyal to me, but I can decide if I'm going to be loyal to them. So that's how I govern myself. So I would give my friends, like, I'd be like, listen, there's gonna be hard times. And this is what sacrifice is. Sacrificing is, is something that everyone needs to do and you will be happier. And if you don't want to sacrifice anything, all the power to you, but I feel like you're going to be chasing something that you're not going to obtain. Because once you learn how to sacrifice certain things, I'm not saying like you sacrifice everything. I'm saying like, you know, coming to a compromise, let's say, right? And then those are the relationships that are like for, you know, has like a really deep bond that you're not just like, I'm not happy with you right now, but to find somebody else. Because you're going to go through troubling times, no, no matter what. Yeah, no, for I, I have different takes um, depending on the topic. Like if we're talking about work, mm-hmm. Like I have no problem uh, looking for your next opportunity if you don't feel like you're growing anymore. Right. Um, and so, because to me, that relationship is strictly professional, strictly mm. transactional. Uh, I work for my salary. I do my best. And then if I don't see any other opportunity, like it's better for me to move on. Yeah. That's fine. But then when it comes to relationships, that's a different issue because like you said, this is a person that's close with you and it's like a personal relationship. And so you do need a commitment and I have to admit it is pretty scary. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. <laughs> I have no, nothing I, of I value to good. add. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, Thomas. Um, yeah. I kind of, I kind of echo what Mia said about for, for jobs. I, yeah, for yeah, for jobs, I'm on my. I've been working for seven to eight years now, and mm-hmm. I've I'm been at I'm at my fourth company. Mm-hmm. And in in retrospect, I actually wish that I j- jumped more. Right. Really. So, yeah. what is the reason you jump? Is it because you haven't found the right company, the right fit? Because I imagine if you found one, you'd want to be there longer term, right? It's it's not it's not necessarily that it's um. Even for the right company, depending on the size of the company, your role can change or your or the your work can change too, right? Mm. Um, depending on where the company is. And so for me, I, I think in retrospect, I think I was too complacent, uh, especially at my first job where I stayed nearly nearly two two years actually. Mm. And then and yeah, in retrospect, it's like, wow, I wish I left earlier. Um, How much do you guys factor? everything happens for a reason into it. Like the, like the suit, like the things you can't explain. Like when you look back on the decisions you made, do you feel like you would, like you're saying, Tom, is you wish like that first one, you're like, you know what? I should have left before, but do you feel like also that maybe things happen the way they happen mm-hmm. or you're like, no, I, I I'm going to learn from that. And in the future, I'm going to do it a little different. Uh, I mean, first there's, there's a bit of that that factors into it. And it's not, and it's not something that I mull about all the time in terms of like, oh man, I really wish I stayed, you know, you know, X months shorter at this job or mm-hmm. at this place longer. It, it, it's just like, it's kind of a passing thought and, and, and kind of impacts how I look at things forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might change um, when I start thinking about looking for a new role. 
um, or, and then also like learn strategies from it. Right. So one strategy that I developed, what that I took from a prior place was that, so there's a lot of websites now that like, um, glass door or whatever that can tell you the salaries right. and everything, but sometimes you don't really, you don't really know your own market worth, um, until you've talked to recruiters. So then one thing I did was I just started talking to different companies. And then every time I, every new, every new company I talked to, I would bump up my, uh, like salary ask for, by like whatever amount, um, just to get a sense of like, Oh, but at what point am I asking for too much? And then that's, that's kind of how it's like, I figured out what my market value was at the time. Mm, I got you guys beat. I'm on my fourth, fifth career. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even jumping from job to job guys. I'm literally jumping from career to career. I'm I mean, on like number five right now. Yeah, some I don't know some how many more I gotta go. Some folks are job shy. Dan is career shy. I'm, I'm like, I don't even know how to. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm like, I'm not even in the same category as this sometimes guy is Dan about. is running on two careers at the same time. Oh, I've had no, 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 no. I'm no, definitely. I've always had. Okay. Like I've had one and then there's definitely like in the last six, seven years, I've been, it's been over, I've had two careers at the same time. <laughs> but also and I think like, that's what makes Dan really interesting though. It's like Dan, yeah, knows, sure. Dan knows a lot about everything. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I can't tell other people. I can only try to give them advice, right? Like what we're doing here and to you guys. And I can only try to throw things out just to, my goal would be just to try to get them to think consider something else not to like change their minds i don't think changing anybody's minds is is like worth my time right but it but it does make me you know i do want to try to get people to think of something and maybe it's like oh i didn't think of that before so i'm like i'm like you know i i look back and i'm like dude uh why am i you know my issue is like why am i hopping from career to career and definitely it's like that's like my own problem too. You know, that's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like you hear some millennials or older millennials are like, they're not happy in one profession. <laughs> like, so uh, anyway, so dancing unhappy yeah. in multiple professions. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hmm. but you know, it's weird. Cause it doesn't reflect, uh, my relationship. Like yeah. I was just going to say you props I mean? to you for having it together and the relationship. Front. I, mean, I don't know. That's always been like, even before ye, you know, I had a long-term relationship too before that. So it's like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should like take advice from my- Are you a serial monogamist? Yes, <laughs> I, I am, you know? But you know, the thing is, you know, I, I, I guess it's my fourth or fifth career, but I've worked in each one for at least like four years. Okay. So I guess it's not like I'm- Anyways, that's enough about me. I do think that, uh, yeah, I think we all gave some really solid points on this, uh, this question that Joseph posed. One last thing, though, in terms of like, how do we fix anything? It goes back to what Dan was saying. It's like, yeah. you know, if this is really troubling you, then maybe like if you really feel like you're still unhappy after even after jumping from relationship to relationship, from job to job, maybe that's on you. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you if it's working for you, by all means, go for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. That's it. That's, that's our first guys. We're done with the questions. Oh my God. No, I'm just so glad that we don't have to make up these questions and actually oh have questions God. coming in. Oh so God. Joseph, thank you so much for sending them in and thanks for the support. Well, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and uh, we will see you next time.
Bye. Bye. Bye.